Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome kind of back to On Shomrabyog. Welcome more or less back to the tiny room. We've had a bit of an issue, a bloody issue this week, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined in the tiny room by none other than the original coy boy. It's Shane. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. There's no need to be so coy, Shane. Oh, oh, you, Michael. (laughs) And the reason, ladies and gentlemen, that we're joined by Shane in the tiny room this week is that me, all three of us of Chumrabyog, me, coy boy Shane and Ben, we travelled to America this week. And Ben, because he's a millennial, missed his flight back, didn't you, Ben? Say hello. Hello. I'm an awful plank and I did miss my flight. Oh, millennial me. So Ben is currently in an airport in America recording this on his iPhone. Yeah, it's great. I love it iPhone. <laughs> what a weird thing to take issue with. Anyway, in uh, in in celebration of of uh, our new weird arrangement for this week, I've recorded a new theme music. So Ben, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to ask you here not to respond to this, so that I can edit in a clean copy, okay. and then you can respond when it has finished. Mm-hmm. Okay, here comes the new theme music just for this episode. It's Shane and Ben. Hallelujah, it's Shane and Ben Every specimen Tall, long, pale and lean Rough and tough and strong And Ben Uh, (laughs) That's that's the new theme music for this week Can we keep that for every week? I quite like that (laughs) No, we can't have Shane every week He's a busy man, he has uh, lots of stuff to do That's fair enough skip this week did you? You did. That's yeah. yeah. Look, lads, we're not talking about a skip. It's not. It's not podcasting gold. What? Welcome to skipping along the new weekly podcast, all about <laughs> where we we discuss how to best fill a skip once Is again. It a flat pack, Tetris, or just get a hatchet and hack stuff up. Once again, Ben, you've off the cuff come up with a better podcast name than our actual podcast name. <laughs> skipping along the weekly skip filling podcast. Anyway, look. Speaking of things uh we're in a watchman is on it's good isn't it yeah it is yeah it's lovely do they do they ben you've been stranded in the airport in america i have um, have you seen the latest episode of watchmen over there are we on episode number four or three four four no i've not seen four i've seen one to oh, three. you haven't seen four okay we i've been we trying to sort seen... out the immigration issue here michael trying to get back <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are going to know that this is a true story from your audio quality, I assume. It's definitely true. I have a tiny little piece of plastic held up to my mouth. Ben, there is so much lag on your video. security? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we're going to require you to blow into this to make sure you're not sneaking any pop culture memorabilia out of the country. I totally am. But it's hidden yeah, in a place they'll never look. So it's Your grand. whole bag. Your whole your whole butt is full of uh, Funko Pops. <laughs> full of pop culture. <laughs> a butt full of pop anyway, culture. Look, Ben, we're on episode four. Shane, you have some thoughts on episode four of uh, of Watchmen. I found episode four of Watchmen the least engaging so far. Oh, no. Um, it, I mean, it deepens the mystery. They do a bit of investigation. There's a bit of back and forth between the characters. But everybody in it is kind of established. So there's nothing dramatic. There's no end, like last week where there was the ooh, ooh something has that happened was brilliant <laughs> this week didn't grab me Aww. i think there was the woman who now owns adrian Veidt's company true or whatever her i think name her is. name is madam true yes um she starts the episode and excellent scene uh very like good a baby scene. is held to ransom it's great there's like a countdown countdown and a little hourglass thing the stakes um, are high yeah but after that the episode kind of peters out in terms of my interest still good but not as good as the other ones still good the least the least exciting bit so far Mm. ben yes can i ask are you listening to us on your headphones or through your audio because i think we might be hearing ourselves i'm listening to you through headphones okay that's fine then oh i'll be very surprised if you can no that's fine uh if there's an echo later we'll blame you Okay. Yeah, I was just thinking that I don't really remember what happened in this week's episode of Watchmen, so it mustn't have been that engaging. Yeah, we sat here for five minutes beforehand and tried to piece together the episode. Oh, okay. I mean, it's and how good it go? we didn't try and reenact it in front of you so that you'd be brought up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> that's I had more... a lot of scene missing bits. I think that's more of a visual medium sort yeah. of thing. Yes. Anyway, Ben, yes. you are famously a huge fan of Richard and Mortimer. Uh, 
yeah, well, I'm not against the show, Michael. I'm against the fan base of the show. Well, Ben, you'll be delighted to hear that most of the comedy in the new episode comes from that concept. Oh, oh good. They don't involve the fan base at all. No, no they do. The opposite. It's the opposite. Are you doing a meta referential joke? No, or? I got confused. Okay, good. No, they do. Follow Richard and Mortimer. There's a whole thing about Ben. Uh, they travel to many parallel universes, and all the universe, everyone's fascists. And oh. Yeah, and Richard Richardo says, uh, since when did this become the default? Which is pretty interesting. And then he gets held captive. Spoilers, obviously, sorry. Spoilers for a season four premiere of Richard and Mortimer. Um, he gets held captive by a fascist Morty who just wants to have classic adventures without any meta-commentary. <laughs> or, and he's like, what do you like? Do you like Mr. Meeseeks? And they bring a Meeseeks box. And yeah, we've done this before. That's good. We just, let's keep doing this. No, no changes. Everything going Stay the same. So this is this is Dan Harmon just having another crack at petty internet people, and it seems to be Ben the so culture that they build it. up around them. It, it it's gotten some backlash. Um, what has the episode? The episode has gotten some backlash because I have been keeping up with um, I have been keeping up with the the backlash, of course, Michael. Um, well, you've nothing to do and, over there in America. And the diehard fans, Michael. The diehard fans are not fans. Obviously, they don't like being shown what they are. Um, it's it's an uncomfortable experience for them. Like looking in a mirror. It's awful. Are you on the Reddit, Ben? Is that how you know this? Yes, I love an old Reddit. You know, you know me, Michael. I quite enjoy hearing about Rick and Morty and people explaining the jokes because it seems quite clever. I just don't enjoy <laughs> the animation style or the sound of their voices, so I find episodes very hard to watch. I don't think it so, is quite clever. I, I don't. Oh. I, I don't <gasps> oh. No, I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like You're that. So, but you I would I say that, Ben. You're I don't such think a Jerry. It's in any way intentionally meant to be clever i think people that watch it like to think that they're clever because they you watch, watch it yeah I, I watch it yeah. you love thinking you're clever I, I, <laughs> I, I do it's like my favorite pastime it's it's you're the watching number it one now. reason i do anything you're watching it now i am you think I am. you're such a rick that you can both watch it and host a podcast at the same time <laughs> not like a, a basic jerry who wouldn't be able to do either oh i'd never be a basic jerry I, I, I'm, I'm a total rick Totally. Anyway, rick. look, that's enough of that. Benjamin. Yes. Over there in America. Yes. The reason for our trip. No, no, we, we, we skipped something. Oh, okay. Over there in America, Ben, have you seen the latest release from Dwayne the Rock Johnston? Big old, big old poster, Michael. Big old poster made in conjunction with Mr. Jim Lee himself. Oh, was that poster uh, done with Jim Lee? Yes, it was made with Jim Lee. The concept was designed by Jim Lee, and then he was. That would be Stan in. Lee's brother? Uh, nope. <laughs> No, okay. <laughs> no. The other Jim Lee, so yeah. You're thinking of James Lee. Uh, is there is there another Jim Lee? Anyway, uh, what you're referencing, Michael? What you're referencing there is uh, we got our we got our look at um, we got our look at uh, Black Adam. We did, Ben. We did. What and, do you think? Uh, he looks big and imposing, and uh, exactly as I would have imagined the Rock to be as a uh, Black Adam. It's pretty much, isn't it? It could be fan art. Yeah, I mean, it's just no, no, no. It was it was posted by the Rock. It's it's oh, an yeah, official. But, no. I think, yeah. Okay. Oh, you mean that it has the quality of fan art? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying it may be fan art. I'm saying it very well could be. No, you. How how do you explain the difference here? Yeah. Look, I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying it has the look of fan art. Ah, it's got a it's got a fan art esque aesthetic about good fan art, like good Good fan fan art. art. Yes, by a quality artiste, but somebody who holds the Rock and Black Adam in high esteem and wants to portray that in the visual medium, looking up at him from from a ground level. I think that's fair. I think a boss logic. It's it's many years away. It's it's twenty twenty one. I think. Yeah, twenty twenty one is creeping up on us, Ben. There's only about six weeks left of twenty nineteen. That's true. We'll be watching. We'll be we'll be watching Black Adam before we even realize it. Yeah, I know. We'll be there on a Wednesday night. Of a Wednesday evening. <laughs> if if they still have Wednesdays in 2021. Yeah. If there's one thing that is eternal, it is Wednesday Night Cinema Club. Yeah, no, they might. we might have switched to a decimal-based week system by Ooh, then. That would be so fun. Yeah, it's day what four. Nah, I'd like to go in 12s. Oh, classic. <laughs> yeah. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. What's the weekend situation on a 12-day week? Four. Four-day weekend. Yeah. Four-day weekend. Okay. Because uh, I'm pure thick. Um, <laughs> I've been what I've been Jerry. interrogated by American authorities over here yeah. in that America for too long. You Sir, haven't been to any of our town hall meetings where we've dealt with changing it to a twelve day week <laughs> yeah. with a four day weekend. Sir, is this a Diana of Temescara Funko pop up your butt? <laughs> what of yeah. it? What's yes, it is. It's nothing to do with smuggling. What's it's it just <laughs> something I'm into. 
<laughs> Who are you to judge? We're the US And then that American so. official gives me a sly wink and says, me too, buddy. Me, me too. too. Yeah, and then he produces a... Uh, I can't think of someone funny. Who would be funny to have up your butt? Um, <laughs> juggernaut. Juggernaut, yeah, Juggernaut. He produces an oversized Juggernaut Funko Pop. I'm just looking around Mick's room and Juggernaut has a nicely shaped helmet for <laughs> the insertion into Ben. Well, okay, let's leave it there now. Yeah, so anyway, lads, uh, moving on swiftly from that, because that's just you were saying, horrific. Yeah, you were saying, Shane, that you think that people... That The Rock thinks that Black Adam is a superhero. Yeah, now look, The Rock is more closely aligned with this production than I am. Yes. But as I understand it, Black Adam is the villain. But The Rock's whole Instagram post was how, as a kid, he wanted to be a superhero. And then he talks about how Black Adam is, in fact, a superhero who does what's right, just, you know, in his own way. Nah. Yeah, so... He's a bad bloke. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, real bad Maybe The Rock kind of got a real short blurb on what this was about and is just throwing his considerable weight behind it promotionally. It's funny though, isn't it, that The Rock has somehow, nearly 20 years later, ended up in another Egyptian-themed prequel origin story to the villain of a different franchise. It's all circles. Everything it's circles, all circles, Ben. baby. They might as well have called it Black Adam hyphen The Scorpion King 2. So there will be there will be no Zachary Levy in this one then. It is a prequel. I don't know, Ben. I, I don't have my ear to the ground on this one, to be honest with you. Shane? I read no anything idea. on The Rock's Instagram? No. Myself and The Rock are diverging pathways. Oh, no. I mean, oh, no. Um, I mean, not adjacent to this podcast, but the UFC had a title match for an invented title called the Bad Motherfucker Belt. They did. Which is just stupid. It's two guys who couldn't win an actual belt. And they give, okay. Yeah, but they brought The Rock on to present it because he's starring in some biopic later on. And he's also gotten into the bottled water business, which I abhor. So me and The Rock spiritually parting ways. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe Jumanji 2 will set you straight. Maybe. Jumanji 2, 2. Sorry. Jumanji 4. Jumanji 2, 2. Wait, is it 2? Which it's Jumanji, Jumanji 3. Is it? It's Jumanji, is it Jumanji 3. 3. It's Jumanji 3. Thanks, Ben. Jumanji 3. Jumanji 3. It's the Jumanji just three. about one tree in Jumanji. Yeah. Jumanji 2. <laughs> 2. Jumanji 3, as it's also known. Return oh, to the jungle. Right. Maybe that'll yeah, set so you back. Anyway, to. are you excited to see Black Adam represented on screen, Michael? No, or I don't do care. care. I don't care, Ben. It's, I mean, he's really low down the list of characters I care about. Yeah, and in terms it's, of representation, Mick has seen plenty of men who look vaguely like him. Yeah, as superheroes. It's fine. It's a it's a large bald man as a superhero. That's pretty much. That's yeah, we've had that standard. a few times. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Here's something what? I forgot to put on the bloody notes. The the run order. Did you see that Marvel have released the a the release date for Disney Plus here? Mm-hmm. It's March next year, which is ridiculous. That's going to mean repeated trips back and forth to America for us. It's going to be the a price a year, Michael. It's, it's going, going to be, be a price a year. It's blowing, completely blowing out the budget of Chum Rebyug here. But also they've released uh, still images of the concept art for the uniforms for Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon, oh. Emily Van Camp's Agent 13, Ooh. Baron oh. Zemo, and oh. they've all gone quite comic accurate. Oh, Ooh. that's good, isn't it? Isn't it? We'll and have a bit of that. I tell you what, Ben, I won't do any spoilers at the moment, but... Uh, you know, the reason we went to America was to watch The Mandalorian. We did. And The Mandalorian, I'm not going to do any spoilers on The Mandalorian here, but it has given me confidence that when they say the Marvel shows are going to be like six-hour movies, they are going to be like six-hour movies. I think they are. In terms of production quality and budget and whatnot. The bar has been set. The bar has been set. Let's bloody get on with it then, Ben. Tell us why why have you become trapped in America? Yeah, so, Michael, you... uh, Shane and myself went over to that America so we could see something. Surely um, it should be this America, given where you're sitting. You're in America, so uh, that's you would true. this America. That's true. I'll have to readjust to it. This America. I yeah. came over to this America and I got stuck in this America because I'm a millennial. Uh, you have returned. <laughs> but the reason we came, Michael, um, is to watch a show that won't be out in Ireland until March, apparently. Um, Bloody March. We went to see The Mandalorian, Michael. We did. It was very good, we, I felt. We travelled all the way over, got off the mm-hmm. plane, got a quick motel next to the plane, set up our phones, downloaded Disney+, Plus, quickly subscribed, and watched The Mandalorian. Then well, you I mean, two... We had the show Mrabiog 
account. We yeah. didn't all set up accounts. That'd no, be that would be ridiculous, Ben. That would be ridiculous. You're right. Thank God you reminded me of what we actually did when we went to This America. And of course, the Shummerbug account is a credit card based in the US, which you need to access Disney+. Plus. Yes, absolutely. Of course. We had to set up a bank account, go through credit checks. Thank God you've got such good credit, Shane. We, Nick and me would have been screwed. <laughs> I pay my bills on time. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> Let's briefly talk about this because although we are the exception, this has got to be the most pirated piece of media product in history. I think I think it is. I I, I think it genuinely is. I think it's breaking records for the amount of piracy that's being committed. Because uh, space pirates. Space, space pirates. pirates. It's Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. There's been a huge marketing push behind it. Yeah. Yes. And it's probably, people are, I think, more excited about this than some of the recent Star Wars films. I I think it's proper Star Wars. I think that's a really important kind of... Oh, I'm making a face there. Go oh, on, to justify yourself. <laughs> because it's as close as we've gotten to that original Star Wars feel of any of the Disney properties that have come out, Star Wars-wise. Of any well, of the Disney-owned Star Wars properties. Ben, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, go on. Not a fucking Wookiee inside. Because <laughs> we're not we're not talking about that yet. But um yeah, they put a huge push behind it and then they've told more than half of the world you can see it next March. When Which is no good. All the spoilers are gonna be out there, yeah. all the YouTube discussion videos, the popular podcast segments. Huh? Did yeah, a little wink yeah. there. Did a little wink talking about us. Um everyone <laughs> is going to have bloody seen it. So the the the, the loyal and noble few who don't pirate this thing. We'll are have going to live to in some sort of cave? Bubble? Force bubble? Rock can you make cave? a force bubble? <laughs> yeah, I think you can do a force bubble. In some of the video games you can anyway, can't you? Oh. But yeah. um, look, what I'm saying is, it really, it's a real victory for piracy. I'd say all of those Pirate Bay sites and stuff that had been kind of waning in popularity as as access to content was becoming easier and easier. Well, I'd I, say I they're, think... In, in some ways, a lot of these companies have shot themselves in the foot, Michael, because you're you're seeing that return to to cable television, where you have to subscribe to multiple subscription services just to get one piece of content that you're interested in. Yeah, um, and eventually, some clever man's going to come along and make package deals where you can pick and choose, which is just cable under a different name. Um, yeah, well, I mean, at least it's streaming, and you have control over the timetable. But yeah, you're not wrong. I don't think. Yeah, it, it's it's still constricting consuming patterns and stuff like that you know what I yeah mean? you pay your 40 euro a month and you get hbo on demand disney plus and netflix yeah, yeah i think I mean, a... sky are already starting to do it if you sign up for sky you get your years free netflix someone else has amazon prime it won't be long before right. you get like one or two with it so your yeah. all cable providers are getting in on it i mean we thought we had freedom, but no, just a mask no. by a different name. Yeah, no. but that's why piracy will be coming back, baby. Space pirates, space piracy. Anyway, let's back. let's bloody talk about the Mandalorian. Let's go take on. one of our famous spoiler breaks because we're going to go straight into it. It's a spoiler break. It's a spoiler break. We're going to talk about the Mandalorian. Having a spoiler break. Here come the spoilers for the show, the Mandalorian, which we saw legally. All right, we're absolutely right. fantastic. Did so, you enjoy it, Ben? Musical achievement. Oh, my, my, my effort there, you mean? Yeah. Yes, it was very good. <laughs> Stunning musical achievement there. But also, Michael, The Mandalorian, fantastic show. So, Ben, you enjoyed it. Un- unremittently, you enjoyed it. I, that's not how that word works. And I actually get to say that. I actually Brilliant. get to say that. That's amazing. Oh, what a great trip. I may have missed my flight, but I've, it's all been worth it. It's all been worth it just to hear that. Don't get, uh, yes, don't I enjoyed get too it. excited or security in the airport will tase you. Yeah. <laughs> I unapologetically enjoyed uh, The Mandalorian. Yes, I did. Very good. Shane, what did you feel uh, as an initial thought? Still a bit Star Warsy for my liking. Look, um, there were Jawas and one thing was nice. Uh, droid rolls up in some sort of car. Land he, speeder. Yeah, car. And he goes, no droids. And gets the droid to fuck off. I was like, oh, this guy gets me. <laughs> Are you a no droid kind of guy? Oh, I fucking hate droids. Look, I hate anything that communicates through a series of beeps. That's fair. That's Look, fair. Ben, I think it's fair to say, on this podcast, no great Star Wars fans are we. No, I, I think we'd be a, a barren Star Wars gang. <laughs> of the three of us, I am probably the biggest Star Wars fan. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I am at best a middling fan of Star Wars. I have seen all of the films. Why is some... the only... No, you've seen all of the films too. I have not. I've not seen have... the latest one. Have you not? You haven't no. seen The Force Awakens? Oh, I haven't seen nope. it either. Okay. I haven't seen it. So I've seen all of the films. I've seen most of the TV shows, but I haven't had the stick to get through them all. And I've read one or two of the comic books, and I have two action figures. Normally in the podcast, we'd probably do a... So, what even is the Mandalorian <laughs> or a Mandalorian? But between the three of us, I don't think we could answer that. I think I can well, answer I can, that. I can oh, help go a little on. bit with that if all you'd right. like to do it. <laughs> well, Ben, you categorically just state what a Mandalorian is there. Ooh, uh, this is going to be a classic Ben makes up an answer. <laughs> no. So the Mandalore, first of all, is a planet in the Star Wars universe. Right. Um, and they have a really complex kind of lore history uh, within Star Wars. Uh, but most of us would have been introduced to the concept of what a Mandalorian is by Boba Fett in the original trilogy. I'm just going to stop you there, Ben. Being Irish, it's Boba Fett. Okay. Bob O'Fett. Bob okay. O'Fett. Bob O'Ferty, um, yeah. famous bounty Bob hunter to the stars. Yes. That's what people uh, call him now, Bob O'Ferty. <laughs> so Bob O'Ferty was introduced to us, and he gained some kind of cult following for very little reason. He was a big stoic badass. He has a cool helmet with a jetpack and a cool um, helmet. And yeah, and then we were introduced to that, and then when we went back to uh, the prequels. Yes. Um, we were introduced to Jango Fett, who's his father, and the the original template for the clones of the Clone Wars. Was um, he his father, though, Ben? Oh, he wasn't his father. Sorry, he was. He was. Yeah, again. Sorry. It turns out that Bob O'Ferty, um yeah. was just a clone of Jang. Jango Go Ferty. I don't yeah. know how to. I don't yeah. know how to extend that one. Um, but yeah, so he kept all the other clones went through accelerated aging. But he wanted one kept for himself that aged at a normal pace. Um, right. And that was going right. to be his successor or his right. yeah. his, his son by another name. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. people kind of love those two characters. I'm not sure they love Django Fett as much. Um, and then as we went along, we got the Clone Wars TV series. And that began to expand um, the, the Mandalorian lore and background and culture and stuff like that. And we were introduced to these group of people. So one of the important things that we know about Mandalorians is they hate Jedi. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Did you know that? And, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't so know that. Mandalorians have a, a so really, really long... racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seem to be a bit... Um, don't like droids, don't like Jedis. Yeah. Mm. They have I mean, a if real you don't issue. like anyone, you're just surly. But yeah. if you've just singled out one per- <laughs> one group of people for yeah. one tiny part of their makeup... Mm. Yeah, a bit racist there, Ben. A bit racist, Ben. <laughs> anyway, I'm not yeah. defending... Uh, Mandalorian bigotry it's not it's bloody, not gonna happen um, Mandalorians more like it anyway they have an original they're a warrior culture kind of yeah. similar I guess to the Predators if you wanted to okay. find a, a distinction um, it's a very might makes right kind of culture oh like the Klingons um, um, yeah not unlike Klingons they'd be Star like Wars like the Viltrumites yeah yeah I suppose it'd be the, a little bit the like Herogen. that um, and their original the reason their planet is called Mandalore is because of their original leader who whose name is Mandalore. Mandingo. Oh. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's Mandalore the Great or something like that. Mandalore the Great, and it's based on that culture. Anyway, they began a campaign of expansion Palace. throughout the universe, not unlike a, 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 vitri- a vitrilamite, vil- viltrumite. I can never yeah. get that one. They began their own kind of mass conquest of the universe, and then they only bloody ran into some Jedi who were like, hey, hey, get, get give all chill, chill out, lads. Don't be acting the bollocks. Um, and traditionally, uh, Mandalorians had been much better at, at, at conquering places. Right. And then they came up against these bloody bloody space priests yeah. who could push them back with, with their mind minds powers, and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is no good. Um, and, they started, um, and they started to lose uh, a lot more. So they kind of retreated um, to Mandalore and they began to develop weaponry and armor that was specifically built to tackle Jedis. Oh. Um, and it became a whole thing. It became a whole... Uh, so their armor that you see referenced in The Mandalorian is very special armor. Um, I think it's supposed to be kind of lightsaber proof and this kind Beskar of thing. Beskar steel. Um, it has that magic metal that they're also obsessed with. Aluminium. Um, <laughs> and one of the very... <laughs> one of the very controversial things that the Clone Wars did um, is that we find out that uh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett... Uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Ferdy is 
considered to be a pretender by the Mandalorian Council. Good. <gasps> Good. Um, yeah. It's someone who inhale. He's not a Mandalorian. He's someone who stole Mandalorian armor and Good. technology. Um, and this caused absolute uproar in the Star Wars community. Um, because before that, we had always known that uh, Bob O'Ferty was a tried and true Mandalorian. Yeah, no, he's um, not. He's a fake. He's not. He's just some guy. He's yeah, a he's cosplayer. He's a guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> because the Mandalorian Council has chosen the way of peace in, in the modern context. During the time of the Clone Wars, which is pre-Empire, um, they've chosen peace. Sorry, that's really long. Uh, yeah, Ben, I'm so anyway, bored hearing about this. Um, that's Mandalorians, and they have a I strong honor I didn't think I could hate Star Wars any more than I already did. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, look, that's the way they work. Look, um, listeners, for the people and that's who, who aren't Mandalorians, are um, for, and that's about as much as I know on them. So that is no, what even is a Mandalorian. Thing. <laughs> you definitely know uh, more. We had to cut you off. There's an interesting power shift here where Mick can't re- reach across the table and just hit Ben a slap to shut him <laughs> up. <laughs> look, listen. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, the good thing is you need to know absolutely none of that probably better off if you, you don't know any you of might that. be better off probably. not knowing any of that to enjoy the new show the mandalorian yes because ben i mean some of it becomes immediately apparent we can see that there's some sort of warrior culture who put some sort of special emphasis on this magic metal called beskar steel yeah but essentially what this is is the story of us of a stoic bounty hunting space cowboy in the space west. Oh, he'd do a quick draw. Real I'd quick say he'd do draw. a quick draw. He'd, he'd, bloody, he'd bloody beach in an L quick draw. You'd be done. The regular Bob Munson. I don't know who that is. Who's Bob who Munson? Not uh, a fucking clue. <laughs> fastest draw ever. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll okay. do a quick draw. He'll team up with the droid. If he'll, he has to. Yeah, he'll track down a bounty. Yes. Um, a wonderful bounty. Ben. Yes. How many of the Western tropes did you see and then have a little chuckle when they happened? Oh, I, I enjoyed that so much, Michael. The, the opening scene itself is every Sergio Leone film ever. Even the music. Man walks into, mysterious stranger walks into bar. Yeah. Everybody gets a bit tense. Yeah. There's a stupid doorway. Somebody, somebody, misjudges, the, somebody misjudges the stranger. Yeah. There's an, L, there's an L challenge to the stranger's metal. Yeah, and literally. the old stranger proves to everybody that you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't talk to strangers in bars. shouldn't shouldn't be uppity with strangers in bars. And then the gentleman who he aided turned out to be his quarry. Mm. Yeah, it's classic, classic, classic Western, classic cold open. The only thing that I really missed, and it's it's a purely uh, aesthetic and in canon reason, is uh, you don't get the close ups on the eyes uh, that you get from all westerns because Mandalorians can't take their helmets off. I think they can. Yeah, they're not. They just they're not welded to their head. I mean, I'll come back to this later. But in private, with their lady Mandalorians, do they take their helmets off? I don't know. They must. They, not all of them prefer ladies. I wouldn't imagine. No, I'm. I'm not shaming here. You maybe know, just maybe because uh, the issue of procreation and species in Star Wars comes up later on. It does. Yeah, we'll so, talk about that in a bit. Yeah. But I'm sure in this episode. No. Yes. <laughs> you said no in exactly the anyway, same moment. I said yes. Um, that was one of my favorite tropes. Breaking the breaking the horse trope was there as well. He has yeah, to earn the trust the of the animal. Breaking the horse. There's a yeah, classic. It's a blurg. Yeah, it's, it's a blurg. I mean, just when Star Wars was starting to interest me, they're like, "Oh, what do we call it?" Blurg. <laughs> it's very lazy. Friend of the podcast, oh, lazy. Dr. Stephen J. Catwell suggested that we call this episode "Hungry Hungry Hippos in Space." And That's a pretty good name because because of the things, the blurgs. Yeah. I thought they looked like legged sperms. I thought they looked oh. like, you know, when you were like, if you had a three or four year old and, and you asked them to draw the, a T-Rex, <laughs> that's what a blurg <laughs> looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's John Favreau's young son's interpretation of a space T-Rex. Ben, did you like the kind of uh, nomad who helped him? I have spoken. That yeah, guy, yeah. Did you enjoy him? We found a bit of trivia on the internet there today. That one. That actually, as you know, that's Nick Nolte. Yes, the ne- the voice. No, the the actor is Nick Nolte. Oh, right. And okay. uh, the, the way they achieved it was by not applying any makeup. <laughs> because usually when you see Nick Nolte in a film, they've applied hours of prosthetics to make him look like a regular human. But that was it's just... just na- Nick Nolte. Yeah, Hashtag no filter. No filter. Very cheap. Very cheap to produce. Oh, great to keep the budget low. Yeah. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of casting, they have gone through the A-list of 
mysterious gruff old men in Hollywood, like Werner Herzog, yes, uh, Carl Weathers, <laughs> Carl Weathers, <laughs> Nick Nolte. Look, both of both Shane and I were very disappointed that when he walked into the bar, Carl Weathers didn't say "Mandalorian, you son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Carl Weathers I would have enjoyed that immensely. Still has massive arms, though. You can see through his Star Wars outfit that he's got enormous yeah. arms. He's I still mean, a big man. He still keeps himself in a bit of shape. Yeah, still a big, big man. Um, Werner Herzog though what an amazing turn Werner Herzog playing Werner Herzog in space yeah it's nice to see that they still have vaguely threatening kind of Nazi-esque Germans in space Werner Herzog is losing his punch as a kind of a oh he's the bad guy he's so evil because he keeps turning up in stuff like Disney or Jack Rick and Morty or yeah (laughs) I mean have they used Werner Herzog too much I don't think so. I think he brings a nice presence to just about anything he's doing. He has but, that cold, calculated voice that just seems to. But he's to fit. in I don't everything. Thing. Everything. He in episode two? everything. He's in everything. He's not in episode two. No. I don't know if he's going to be that central um, to the entire season. Is he? Are we? Gonna, he's going to have a ton of screen time. I don't know. I mean, we're not sure. I don't know. I mean, they leave the planet that Nick Nolte is on. In in episode two. In episode two, Ben, you're going to have to suffer here because spoilers. Yeah, because uh, you know we won't get into the reason that you were out late last night and ended up missing the flight. But That's good you. you knew you you made the decision. Suffice that, to say, yeah. you'll need a course of penicillin tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that whatever you were doing meant that you oh. wouldn't see episode two. <laughs> but yes, let's get into. Let, oh, actually, look, let's get into the end of episode one, Ben. What did you think of the surprise little twist there at the end? It's, it's, it's only a bloody and full spoilers here. It's only a bloody baby Yoda. It's a Yoda. Yeah, it's, it's a, a baby Yoda. It's a little Yoda. Obviously, they're very rare. Are they? Are Yodas very rare in the Star Wars universe? I don't know, Ben. I, I've only seen one Yoda. Yeah. I think there's a lady one. Wasn't but like in Indiana Jones, where you see the, like the hieroglyphs and stuff. There's a picture of a couple. There's of an R two D two. There's an. Is there not a Yoda or two? I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, who knows? But yeah, um, I think there's a Lady Yoda. I think she's called, you know, there's going to be people who are big Star Wars fans listening to this and we're not damn. covering ourselves in glory. I think she's called Yiddle or something like that. Or is that... To be fair, Yenta? I'm fairly certain they're not called Yodas. I, I think it's probably a name of that species for but I someone mean, in that species. But This baby uh, proves almost categorically that they definitely do fuck. Yeah. I yep. mean, canon. wrinkly it's old canon. Yodas definitely do fuck. Yeah. It's canon. And no, they live for a really long time. They do. Apparently. Well, we knew that because Yoda was like, mm, look this good when 812 years you are, you won't. Mm. Mm. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Star Wars That was, that was Wars a pretty fans. spot on. Jim Henson is I'm spinning sorry, in his grave. I'm sorry, Star Wars fans. Um, I'm so sorry. Jim Henson has been reanimated by some other puppeteer <laughs> and is now being spun in his grave yeah. at that impersonation. <laughs> But yes, there's definitely a baby Yoda. The episode two, Ben, has some very much, uh, I'm going to steal Shane's joke here, right out from under him. It has some very much Jason Statham and the baby in space moments. Yeah, he stole my that joke. Those are great. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm looking forward to that now. That'll be good. Um, as soon as the interrogation is finished here in this America, I'll probably go watch episode two. Yeah, just stream it there on your phone. You can use the Shomri Book account if you want. Yeah. Thanks. It's very good to you. Very good to you. Again, <laughs> great credit, Shane. Thanks so much for helping us out. Um. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed episode one. I thought episode one was very strong. Very strong, Michael. Um, it did one of those great things where you understand everything about the Mandalorian's character in the first um, in the first five minutes. Like I think possibly one of my favorite scenes in terms of building the character out was where your man tries to trick him by going to the toilet. Yeah. Uh, and then you just find out that um, the Mandalorian was playing along all along. That, that, was, his, that was kind of the he intention. He that the whole time, Ben. Yeah, and he chucks him into one of those. Is it carb? I can never remember what it's called. Carbonite, the, the carbon, the whatever it is, the stasis thing. Yeah, car- carbonite, Han Solo and carbonite. That was carbonite, a nice throwback to the line he says to that guy in the bar: "You can come back warm or cold." Oh, very good. Yeah. Know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some nice throwbacks as well. I liked when Werner Herzog said, "We heard you are the best in the parsec." Yeah, I, I felt parsec. Was, that's not a real I unit did of. Not uh, enjoy that at all. I felt that was John Favreau saying, "Look, lads, we've figured out what a parsec is, so so don't worry." Wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Now um, a parsec is a linear distance, so yeah. Um, but it's yeah, like saying I'd we've heard you're really... the best in the kilometer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I, oh God, I hate Star Wars. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 
But um, there were some really good throwbacks throughout that. I mean, even bringing back the Carbonite was a great little nod. Um, and I like that he collects them like cards or top trumps. He just has them hanging in a row. Yeah, it's brilliant. At the bottom of the ship. That's what I would do if I was in space, for sure. Anyway, look, Ben, we put up, you personally, Ben, you put up a poster the other day. I did. Asking, um, asking who did Space Cowboys better? Was it everyone's favourite Space Cowboy show, Firefly? Or everyone's new favourite Space Cowboy show, The Mandalorian. And you made yourself an enemy straight away. Yeah, and our good friend, Jim, he saw this poster on the internet, Ben. And he became he became indignant. And he didn't even <laughs> realise that you had made it, which was it brought a certain joy to me, because he said, the cheek of someone, how very dare they <laughs> ask that question. And I let him talk and then said, Jim, is it this poster you mean? Because that was us. <laughs> So, Ben, I think you're the most successful bit of promotion ever. No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. Mick's head on Ramirez's probably. body was also brilliant. Yeah, look, Ben. Yeah. Your, your image, had a good week. Yeah, my, your image of my head on Ramirez's body has inspired a Comic-Con costume for next year. I've already contacted some people about commissions. Excellent. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. You have to get the hat, though. Yeah, I know, with the peacock You feathers. Irish peacock. Yeah. Um, Shane, are you going to be? are you going to be Christopher... Lambert. I think that's. I was on the train the other day, and the guy opposite me looked exactly like Christopher Lambert. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Now I think he was. He looked too old to be Christopher Lambert, but like, (laughs) yeah. Did you make him laugh? You should have made him laugh. You should have made him laugh. He was watching something on his iPad, and I really hoped he'd laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's an insane laugh. I actually watched uh, the Highlander uh, while I was here in this America, um, based purely on your wonderful episode last week. Oh, good. Did you um, enjoy it? I enjoyed it so much that I tracked down the, the entire Highlander series is on YouTube. Oh, very good. <laughs> um, and I tracked down Highlander 1. Well, um, it, some of the best 80s cinematography I've ever seen oh, combined brilliant. with some of the worst editing I have ever seen. It's a very good film, Ben. You, you lay off. I know, look, we're, yeah, here, we're not here to talk oh, about Highlander. Highlander. We're here to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Benjamin. You, yes. Let's just bloody flat out state it here. The three of us will flat out state it. The most pressing question, is it better than Firefly? Ben, you're up first. For me, yes. Oh, shame. It's better than Firefly. No, it's not. Oh. Okay. I think it is. <gasps> I think I think it's better than one. Firefly. No, oh that's not how it works, oh, Ben. Just because I agree with you doesn't mean you've won. <laughs> no, I've won. That's it. It's on. It's canon. It's on record. It's I think... This is better than Firefly. Ben, uh, I don't know who on the... I don't know if this was on the Reddit or the Instagram or the Discord, but someone said that uh, Firefly was an effort to recapture the feeling of Star Wars. Yes. It was an effort... It's Instagram. It was on Instagram. Was it on Instagram? Um, who said it? Was, it? Uh, I'll pull it up here. You pull you, it up. You spin your wheels I'll there spin for a second. Wheels, but it was I'll a very good point. That Firefly fire... does a great job, though, of not doing any of that Star Wars nonsense. <laughs> Things have actual names. Yes. There's at most <laughs> two languages spoken, and usually Chinese is only for the swear words. Right. And you don't have Jawas or any of those other irritating characters. Right. I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. Yeah. They're, I mean, and they are very good points. It depends how grounded you want your your space cowboys. Firefly is lightly dis- grounded. Well, yeah. Well, Firefly is certainly more grounded than this. Because they're only humans. That's all there is. And when you have a universe with only humans, you can make things more spooky and terrifying. Because yes. the Reavers were very terrifying because we didn't know yeah. what they were. If there were Reavers in Star Wars, yeah, so what? They're just yeah. another Yeah. They're just another and group of aliens. They'd initially be scary and then you'd figure out you could just shoot them. Yeah. And then they wouldn't be. Yeah. They'd be like zombies in The works. Walking Dead. And by season three, you'd probably have one on your crew. Yeah, he'd be a bit surly. Yeah, he'd be yeah. like a Tyrannosazi from, um, yeah. from Andromeda. Oh, Andromeda. And he'd keep trying to eat you. I think, look, this, this Star Wars thing, as I said, no great Star Wars fan am I. No, though, I'm starting mm-hmm. to doubt that. <laughs> but there are a lot of things in this that appeal to me. One thing that appeals to me is the video game-like structure of it. Where he gets a quest, he goes off and completes that quest, and then gets to upgrade his armor, and then gets That's another true. quest from another person, and then goes off and has another adventure, and then 
I mean, in the second quest, he only ends up where he started. But you know what I mean? There's a... A, he's gone on a quest and he's going to upgrade his armor. <laughs> Cosplayers and video gamers are going to love this. Well, actually, I'm cosplaying as the Mandalorian from the midway point of episode four before he got the third part of the best car suit. Like, very good. Yes. I like Spot that. Spot on. Spot on. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that aspect of it really appealed to me. What also really appealed to me is... Ben, did you figure out who said the thing about... Yes, I did. I have it, I have it here in front of me. I'm just waiting for you to finish oh, your point. Go on, say who it was, because I'm stealing this person's uh, It point. was Harry Mel Cosplay, uh, who oh, frequently Kieran. gets in touch with us here at the show. Yeah. Um, and it's actually an excellent comment. Both Firefly... Uh, sorry, both. Firefly was an attempt at recreating the feel of Star Wars and the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and it's uh, it's the Magnificent uh, Seven. So, like, Firefly is like uh, the Magnificent Seven with a heavy focus on that Millennium Falcon feel. Yeah. And then the Mandalorian is Clint Eastwood uh, in a few dollars or for a few dollars more. Yeah. So it, it's kind of an interesting distinction. There. And Kieran's opinion counts for quite a lot because he actually is a Mandalorian. Yeah. I would also like to refer sure. to it as the Millennial Falcon from now on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, I like the ship in this. Yeah. The ship in this has some very Firefly vibes. It looks like a school bus. It does. It it's does like, it. it's not cool. No, it's, it's definitely not. It's not a cool ship. It's a, it's a junkety old yoke that he's... But it suits his character. Yeah, it was junkety, but then they had to do a bit of rebuilding. Yeah. And it looked less junkety. Yeah. It's nice. You know? Nice ship. Um, What was I saying? Junkety. Uh, Millennial Falcon. Millennial Falcon. Uh, yes. So, thanks. That actually did help. Yeah. Um, so... Firefly was an attempt to recreate the feeling of the kind of grotty West aspect, Western aspect of of Star Wars. And this is yes. that same thing with 20 years plus of technology and investment. And when was Firefly? Effort. 20 years ago? 18 years ago? It just, this is what Firefly could have been, I feel. Oh, how dare you? Yeah, no. I I, I, mean, I think that's a strong thought. I, I I would almost second that. I'm not saying necessarily... Like, I really like Firefly, obviously, but Firefly was a step on the path to this, I feel. Oh, I'm making a face. He is making a face. He's in a very angry face at me, Shane. Oh, Lord ben. oh no. <laughs> yeah. No. Disagree. Yeah. I, I feel that the cinematography in this, the writing... The cinematography, the special effects, the design work, the music, the panpipes. Ah, the panpipes. <laughs> so every, oh, pan every now and again, the music shifts from being a kind of a Western yeah, to like the Rocky theme. Yeah, it does. <laughs> they lose their way every now and again. And it's like, why isn't he running up steps? Yeah. But yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this. And as I said, no great Star Wars fan am I. If Jedis start nope. appearing in this... My interest will wane considerably. Oh, I'd like one to show up they, and just get shot. <laughs> if they shove a space monk into this, I'll be so annoyed. Well, I mean, the Jedi's are dead at this point in Star Wars lore. Oh, they are. This is this is just post Empire. The second Death Star has just been blown up. Yeah, yeah, because the Imperial credits don't work anymore. Yeah, and the stormtroopers who are with Werner Herzog look very dirty and like they've been through the wars. Yeah. They've been they've been sticking it out. They've been taking odd jobs. They're a ragtag group of of misfits yeah. that are just using the skills they learned in the military. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I used to live with a guy who had served time in the Polish military, and he was using his skills as a truck driver. Yeah, and good at painting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought did you were very about little to say I spent. Work. I I thought you were going to say that I spent. I used to live with a guy who worked on the Death Star. Do you not um, think? I would have been do you not think Ben that, that they are a fragment of the Empire and that that Doctor that they have with them is a clone Doctor from Kamino, and he is going to try and clone the Yodas, so that they have an army of Yodas. Because oh. cloning Yodas is oh. much better than seeing Yodas mate. Yeah. And that's why that's yeah. why this assignment was off book, and that's why Taika Waititi's robot droid was given the order to kill the the baby Yoda so that they couldn't clone it. Is that Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi's the robot. Oh, incredible! Sharpshooting, incredible. Robot. He was a good robot. Like, though. All you have to say are the words "sharpshooting robot," and you lose my interest almost immediately. <laughs> and there's me Fucking going, droids. yes, sharpshooting robot. I love it. Sharpshooting robot who keeps wanting to self-destruct. My favourite bit. 
I shall initiate self-destruct. No! Ben, it does... <laughs> it now that we've categorically decided it was better than Firefly. Um, <laughs> there are other space... Canon. There are other space cowboy shows that are worth mentioning. There are. Um, the, the structure of this is very similar to a much lower-budgeted Canadian production, Killjoys. Ah, uh, Killjoys. Because it's about space cowboys, it's about bounty hunters, it's about a ragtag bunch on a rickety old ship... Yes. But this has a budget and production values. Big mouse behind it. That big mouse money. Big mouse money. And you can really... Like, I challenge you to go and watch episode one of Killjoys and think what Killjoys could be if, if it had this mouse. budget. Yeah, if this was a big mouse production. Because Killjoys is a, not a bad little show, you know, all credit to them. No. But, quite yeah, tidy. everything does happen in places which are clearly office buildings that have been refit to look a bit like the future. <laughs> As opposed to this, which is everything has been built from scratch for this. this. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Killjoys isn't bad though. There's there's quite a few. We had a we had another mention there um on the Instagram from Nine Wassies, um, which was uh Cowboy Bebop, which is a, a much beloved anime um that uh, from Japan. Um and it's about a ragtag bunch of mercenaries uh, operating oh, on go a ship. On. Do, do tell us more. Yeah, I'll I'll just I'll just tell you um, so, now that once you said the word anime, Shane's literally shut off. Yeah, I think I could push him now, and he just okay. collapse over I, in a heap. I understand. I understand. Um, but it's it's a much beloved one, and it takes a lot of inspiration from a lot of um, Western based kind of sci fi, futuristic, cyberpunk kind of things. Um, so in twenty seventy one, um, there's been a big old hyperspace accident that made the Earth uninhabitable, and we all float around. So, so very Firefly okay. vibes. Yeah. You know, can't do the Earth yeah. anymore. Have to float around, um, making Firefly... money where you can, and it follows uh, a bunch of people. Is Firefly the one where they the have characters. the Earth that was? Yeah. Is that a Firefly term? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. It's okay. Um, the kind of main character that we focus on is a guy called Spike Spiegel. Spike Spiegel. Um, and he's uh, he's a former hitman, and now he's a kind of bounty hunter for hire. Um, and he hangs around with his uh, his new partner, who's a former police officer on the Earth before. Jet Black is the name of that. Uh, that Jet partner. Black. It's quite entertaining. Are these names direct translations, or has somebody a Japanese person dra- has come up? I with have looked at the direct translations from the original anime and gone, "Nah, we'll cool it up a bit for the but- Irish audience." <laughs> Believe it or not, um, those names are the original names given to them in yeah, the show. Yeah, that makes sense. Because the creator of this anime was intensely inspired by a lot of um, Western culture, jazz musicians. Um, beat poets, stuff like that. It's it's bizarre. So you get these really weird things. But he was really into noir films as well. So the, the main f- uh, femme fatale of this is uh, a con artist, and her name is Faye Valentine, which is a very noir yeah. kind of I'm going to look name. her up and see if she's sexy. Um, there's a, there's a, an eccentric hacking girl called Edward Wong. Um, and then the, the ship's pet is a little uh, Welsh corgi. Oh, you, ha- oh, you, you lost they, me, but now I'm back in. No... Yeah, well, you were getting me back in, engineered. and then you lost me. <laughs> Small well, dogs are corgi. shit. Uh, but it's a little corgi. It's a little no. corgi. Anyway, uh, it's about a ragtag bunch uh, in space, and they go a bounty hunting now and then, and you know have their usual thing. It's exactly what you think. Um, it's exactly what you think, and it's great. It's uh, heavily inspired by Blade Runner, heavily inspired by um, a lot of those kind of classic um crime movies where you know they have to get together and do a job and you have all your usual relationships some <laughs> friends become enemies some enemies become friends you know yourself is it the um, best space but cowboy it's hugely band? popular and um yeah i would say a lot of a lot of that may have maybe given a few nods to the mandalorian or even to firefly i, I would argue that firefly was heavily influenced by Does cowboy, cowboy bebop. bebop predate the 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 firefly uh, yeah, Cowboy Bebop has been going since... This is a moment where Ben checks his facts. Yeah. 1998. Oh, I didn't know that. When was Serenity? Has been going since 1998, and Firefly has been going since... I want to say since... 2002. Uh, oh, where's my thing? Uh, 2002. Look at Ooh. you, Michael. Look oh, yeah. You. 2002. So that's a four-year window of inspiration, and I would argue... 
quite a bit of inspiring Very going good. on there. Of course, Ben. Just saying. Of course, just Ben. Saying. Within four years, is it inspiration or just plagiarism? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sure. synchronicity no, of idea. That's not for me to say. That's not like, for me I mean, to say. It's great if you sit down and you decide to do like a film series and are influenced by Sergio Leone. Because, you know, cool. Yeah, he's long gone. Yeah. Is he? No. I think he's alive, isn't he? Is it maybe. Don't know. Don't know. Sergio, Lo- Sergio yeah. Leone. Oh, is okay. Dead. Uh, you're you're thinking of? Don't tell me who I'm thinking of. The guy who writes all his yes. music. Yes, yeah, Quentin uh, Tarantino. En- Ennio Morricone. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you yeah. sit down and get inspired by them, brilliant. Because the body, you know, their best work was back then, and that's what you're being inspired by. If you're being inspired by something that came out last year, and you're just you're just stealing, just stealing, just copying. Yeah. You're just stealing. It's just theft. It's just theft. of course, Ben. At a certain point. I mean, in that case, we did a whole episode on this before, but if you're going to go back and regress to previous Space Cowboys, Brave Star predates Cowboy Bebop by many years. So there you go. I mean, we're all just copying each other. It's an endless cycle of copying copying each each other. other. I hope that The Mandalorian is quite successful. I intend to buy myself a Mandalorian action figure. (gasps) Yes, it will be the first Star Wars figure I've bought in many years. We shall clear a shelf. Um, the Hot Toys version of it looks amazing. I shan't amazing. be buying Hot Toys, Ben. As you know, they cost upwards of €300. Euro. That is too much for me. F- and who has That the is money? too much for me for a single figure. We already live in Ireland, Ben. We pay €30 Euro for figures that Americans pay $20 for. Oh, so immigration already immigration no. <laughs> immigration already causes a lot of problems. Uh, importation already causes a lot of problems. So I shan't be I shan't be trucking with no hot toys, Ben. Let me tell you. Thank you for that that edgy urban take on uh, the the modern toy. I market. mean, it is the uh, it is the tale of where one middle class white man draws the line at spending money on <laughs> his <laughs> hobbies. Not even a hobby, just collectibles. Collecting, collecting things. Yeah, it's certainly not an investment, anyway. Is adult toys. Yeah, no, like my oh, Funko no. Pops. No, adult toys or something else. Like my Funko Pops that <laughs> I put in my bum. Uh, that's that's the juggernaut uh, on my the weekend. Human bullet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, are there any more before? No, we I think that's up? it. I think we've cleared we've cleared the slate of uh, space westerns. Um, I wanted to give honorable mention to Fargo season two. Oh yeah. Oh, great it's call. set in the 70s, 60s? The 70s? real world. Set in the real world. Um, it's just a kind of a noir in keeping with the Fargo universe kind of tale. But it all kicks off because there's a fucking spaceship. And a character looking up at a spaceship, because, I mean, you would, uh, crashes his car <laughs> and sets the entire sequence of events in motion. And then later on, two of the main characters get together and go, should we mention the spaceship? And the other one goes, nah. It's brilliant. Anyway. Space Western. Yeah. Honorary Space Western. Honorary Space Western. All right, ladies and gentlemen, did we miss anything from our slate? Um, Is there anything that you feel we should have mentioned while we were doing this episode? If you have anything that we've missed, you can get in touch with us in numerous places. We are on Instagram where you can find the poster that brought uh, Jim so much pain. (laughs) Um, or you can find us on shomrabeug.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G dot com Irish. It does indeed um, You can also find us on Spotify if you want to listen to the episodes We are on Apple Podcasts uh, We would love a review on Apple Podcasts We'd love a follow on Spotify um, And we'll be back to you next week where hopefully I've escaped the uh, rigorous, rigorous interrogation of the United States Border Patrol <laughs> How um, are you trying bye. to back in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's confusing now Shane and I are off to buy carpet tax, everybody Bye Bye <laughs> Oh, goodness.